0: Welcome back again to the Chasing Tone Podcast. I'm Brian, here with Max and Anthony, once again from TexasBluesAlley.com. And uh, today, we've got some cool things to talk about. We talk about these awesome Zex coil pickups. Why they are very Zexy. Good call on that. Hashtag Zexy. Hashtag Zexy. (laughs) And we also talk about buffering, buffers, and low-pass filtering of cables and all that cool stuff, and why you absolutely need a buffer. Buff. <laughs> Just like me. <Mac. laughs> so, with that, let's go into the first question. The original
1: Snarf writes in, Anthony started playing those Zexcoil pups a couple of years ago. They sound totally hash brown right to my ear. Is he still as excited about the tone he gets from them now as he was then, or has the honeymoon ended? Yeah, so uh, most of you probably... Maybe you have never heard of Zetcoil before. Um, they've been, uh, you can always recognize them by the slanty pole pieces here. Um, the short answer is I still love them. I have not wanted in terms of pickups, in terms of wanting something better ever since I started using them in 2013. But to understand why I love them, uh, you should probably understand how I found my way to them. Uh, I do lessons for a living. I don't play out at clubs and stuff like that because we've all dealt with hum. on stage. stage. Is- Uh, TexasBluesAlley.com. And when you're you're playing at a club, and you're dealing with bad electric, and you've got all kinds of hum issues, you can do the turning to the right angle trick. You can stay on positions two and four, and that sort of thing. But in my lessons, I can't be changing angle. My guitar has to stay fixed, and I I don't always want to use positions two and four, and sometimes I forget to put it there. So anyway, I had huge problems with hum when I was shooting my lessons, and uh, I had just gotten finished shooting a series of lessons uh, on the style of the song uh, "Life Without You" by Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm-hmm. a lot of gain bordering on like fuzz tones, and the hum was just—it was killing me. Like I was—I was as done as somebody could be done with hum. And I just said, when that series is done, I'm, i i got to do something. I got to find some hum-canceling pickups or something. I was ready, you know. I'll take a step backwards in terms of my tone if I have to, if I don't have to deal with the hum. The very next weekend, I discovered Zexcoil pickups at uh, the Philadelphia Guitar Show. It's like vintage guitar show mm-hmm. with these 40-, like, 50-year-old instruments and then these weird-looking pickups in the one booth. And because I can't... F- Board, any of the vintage stuff. I just stopped in. I was like, well, maybe. Anyway, I talked to him, and I didn't say much about what I do or anything like that, but right. he gave me his his scientific pitch about these, and uh, I tried to sit a few weeks later. I was completely sold. I begged them. I was like, please let me be one of your artists. I said, I can't promise I'll help you sell any pickups, but I'll put them in front of as many people as I can. Right. And we've had a great relationship ever since. So my foot in the door with these pickups had entirely to do with the fact that they were hum canceling but what i've learned since is that the science behind them to someone i come from an electrical engineering background right. so this i understand enough of the science that it i'm i'm blown away by it but i you know i don't understand it to the point where i could explain it the way that he can right but the short layman's term version of it is that the reason they're hum canceling is because there's a single coil per string so six coils in here instead of one and when you take six coils and you reverse the phase of every other one, it just works out that when you connect them all in a row, the hum is canceled out. And the reason that's a big deal is that usually when you have something that's hum canceling, you have to have something that cancels out the hum. Mm-hmm. In this design, the thing that's canceling out the hum is also contributing to your tone. So what he says that I kind of understand is that everything in the pickup is working for you. Nothing's working against. Right. So even though it's subtracting out the hum, it's still picking up sound. It's not there as like a dummy coil or something like that. Right. Um, so that's the design of the pickup. That's why they look that way. But the real secret behind them is what's actually in the pole pieces. Like if you look at the, the metal here, right. the guy who makes these is has a PhD in like chemical engineering or something like that. And uh, when he started working with pickups, he started studying the actual material of the pole piece more so than the windings because in this configuration he couldn't use alnico. It didn't have the right properties there was too many dead spots. Hmm. So it forced him to look at different materials and what he discovered is that the material of the pole piece affects your tone way more than the characteristics of the winding what wire you use whether it's scatter wire you know whatever. Right. And so he built like this physical properties model of materials where you know Certain pickups are on one edge of the curve and certain pickups on the other. And by plugging in the material parameters of whatever alloy he uses in here, he can pinpoint specific tones. So these pickups that are in here, they call the convertibles. He was able to tweak the humbucker side and the strat side so that you get a pickup that doesn't change. changes character but it doesn't change volume a right. lot which is really hard to do if you're not mm-hmm. using the types of materials that he does Right. so anyway if what you want is something that's like super vintage sounding and looks like a vintage pickup these are not the right thing but for me because I cannot have hum in what I'm doing uh, these are the perfect solution for me and I still love them and to this day when I plug in one of my guitars that have them I'm still amazed at how good they sound so that's probably a little bit of a sales pitch for them. But I'm, you know, now. coming from coming from an engineering background, I love these pickups and I love the science behind them. And that's why I still use them to this day. No, I and
0: Certainly. you can
1: find out more. If you like the science behind it, you can go to Zexcoil, or actually it's lawingmusicalproducts.com now. Uh, or you in, can just Google Zexcoil. Just Google Zexcoil. And he's written articles. And I'm going to warn you, it gets deep really quick. Like, the science that he writes about gets deep, and, you know, if you're not into that kind of thing, it'll... it'll Gets a little wordy. It may be good to put to sleep at night. You know, you're trying to go to sleep, <laughs> read one of the articles. But if you dig that kind of thing, it's it's a different approach that differs than, than anyone else that I've seen. So,
0: anyway. So, do you have them on all your guitars?
1: Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, it's kind of my agreement with them, is that, you know, you make it easy for me to have your pickups in my guitars... Mm-hmm. I won't have hum in my videos, and people will get to see mm-hmm. these slanty pickups everywhere. They so de-
0: They definitely have a really meaty tone to them.
1: Yeah, these, so. uh, they have a whole range, ranging from, you can get like underwound voiced pickups. Mm-hmm. I have those in my garage guitar, and it's almost too articulate, because the, the garage is already articulate guitar. Right. And you can get them all the way up to like steel poled humbucker strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so using different materials and different winding Count and that sort of thing. He can really target those different tones in there, um, and you can instantly recognize them because of the, the little slanty lines yeah. there. So, yeah. And he loves to uh, to answer questions because people tend to have a lot of questions about them.
0: So, so the honeymoon is not over.
1: No, the honeymoon is not over, and it's not as far as I'm concerned. Like I'm out of the market when it comes to pickups. Right. I mean, part of that's because I have such a good relationship with them. If you like their website, it's because I. Spent a couple of weeks <laughs> working on that this year, so I have a really good relationship with them. I, I read on their website and uh, give them feedback on new designs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's not because I don't think there's anything out there that sounds better. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, and I don't. I don't care. Right. Like that might be sacrilege in terms of like a tone chaser. Right. These sound so good and are so functional in terms of the hum cancelling that I. I don't ever think. Boy, I wish if I could get a better. You know, I, I just
0: don't. I don't. It never crosses my mind. I, can, I could kind of understand that in a way because I have a bunch of Telecasters. You know, there's no need for anything else. But <laughs> it, said, like the Stratocaster. Well, I, mean, I do yeah. have a Stratocaster now that I love. I do, and yeah. I also have another Stratocaster that it just is. That you it's, broke? It's yeah. the it's the one that Travis <laughs> broke <laughs> yeah, Travis when he tried to, right to right throw right. when he tried to throw the guitar. Lines back. Bob can probably link that up here so yeah but uh yeah. so that that one is repaired and it stays shelved just because it, it sucks. it's pretty bad <laughs> but, the one um, knock
1: the one knock that people have on the pickup is that they are expensive i mean they're right up there around i forget a set of three is like a, a, close to 300 like 285 or something like it so they're up there with with all the other high-end yeah. pickups and uh while i don't think that price is unfair i think that's the one thing people got realize: building a pickup that doesn't that isn't built like a normal pickup there's a lot less profit margin in that price than you might have if you were building traditional pickups right because there's more parts it's it you know it's a little bit more complicated to build so like it's I'll, expensive not, getting a patent an, too yeah, exactly <laughs> so like i'm aware of of the fact that they're expensive high-end pickups but in my mind the what i get out of them is would is definitely worth whatever they cost.
0: Cool. So there you go, Snarf. When is a buffer absolutely necessary? So to accurately show you what's going on with the buffer, uh, let me explain what we have going. We have maybe 10-foot cable-ish or so. 10-footer? Yeah, probably into a tuner, 6-inches. Are these 6-inch cables? Yeah. Yeah. 6-inch cable into a plus with a... That's a prototype, but it's got a buffer that I can turn on or off here on the side. Into an overdrive, so another six inches to delay. And they're all true bypass. They're all, all true bypass, and then we're going out. Um, I have so several. Fifteen. I've, I'm going into a, a, a pedal that's ah. turned off through another 15 foot cable yeah. into another pedal that's turned off. Okay. And to another 15 foot cable into the end. So we might have 50 plus feet of so cable. So we got order. we got we got tons of t- yeah. tons of footage and low pass filtering going on. Yeah. So let's um uh, let we turn it off and let's see what we sound like. This is our sound. Pickups seeing that whole length
1: of cable cuz mm-hmm. everything's bypassed. Right.
0: Okay, very, so very let me turn the buffer on. Okay, and so just to make sure people don't misunderstand what buffer's doing, it's not adding anything. No. So let me let's uh let me hook like a four-foot cable sure. to you. Alright, so what we have here, we bypassed all that stuff. Anthony is just going through a cable about this long. That's about four feet, three feet, four feet, for the podcast listeners. And let's see what that sounds like.
1: So not identical, but very, very close to the sound of going through a 10-foot cable into a buffer.
0: Right. Yep. So but keep in mind, you're also losing some stuff with a 10-foot cable. Yes, exactly. So if we put that buffer right next to your output jack... You, yeah. Story. So, I think
1: what's important to learn about buffers here is that they essentially protect you from whatever length of cable comes after. Right. Uh they don't pre- the a buffer pedal does not protect you from the initial cable. So, you know, you guys have talked before long runs of cable on your pickups start to attenuate your both your high end and your it really starts it leaves the mid-range right. alone and the high end and the low end mm-hmm. start to fall off. And the result can be kind of a real neat it's like a it's like what a tube screamer does, but not on purpose. Yeah, kinda of so, you know, like yeah. it, it thins out <laughs> your tone and everything. And like I always say, we can't say whether that's good or bad. Right. Scientifically it's worse.
0: Right. But whether it sounds good or bad, that's up to you. Well, it's like the coily cables actually Exactly. You know, they take a ton of that stuff yep. out. And if you're using something like a like a plexi or something mm-hmm. that's, that's fairly bright, or even like a twin that's yes. fairly bright. That actually can be a pretty good thing. Yeah, you a can work. Mod.
1: You can work. It's kind of like having an EQ pedal built into your cable. Right. You can work it right in the right amp. But right. what a buffer will do is, <clears throat> so let's say you're playing at a show where your amp is, I don't know, forty feet away because you're mm. on a huge stage or something like that. You're going to need a long cable to run to your board. Well, if or to your amp, if you if you want to be able to walk from your board back to your amp you're going to need another long cable to run mm-hmm. to your board. Right. So what a buffer can do if you have all true bypass pedals is essentially cuts the length of cable that your pickups are seeing in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say you had a 20-foot cable to your board and a 20-foot cable to your amp. Right. Putting a buffer on your pedal board means that your pickups are only driving a 20-foot section of cable because the buffer is kind of isolating whatever comes after that. Mm-hmm. Now that works until you have to get really long cables connecting you to your board Mm -hmm. because the buffer pedal on your board doesn't help with that. That's where a built-in guitar buffer helps. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why when I'm- You recommended- uh, I have the Redeemer redeemer. from Creation Audio Labs. That comes as a belt pack or if you don't mind drilling into your guitar, it can be installed inside with a battery pack in the back and everything. And the reason I use that is because when I shoot in my studio, I typically have to be connected with a 30 foot cable because I don't have helpers you know i got it's just me so if i got to go tweak something on the other side of the studio i have to walk over there so i'm using a 30 foot cable to my board Mm -hmm. and then my amps are in the other room so it's another long cable there so i have to use a buffer on my guitar but that basically means i could run lamp core between my guitar i wouldn't even have to be a guitar cable and you wouldn't you essentially wouldn't hear much of a difference um now if you if you want to hear more side-by-side examples of this, um, last year I actually did a series of videos that I called Cables, Buffers, and Tone or something like that. And a mutual friend of ours, John Fiesel from mm-hmm. DC uh, Pedal Board, yep. he has this great like, uh, true bypass loop switcher. The Yoke. And the Yoke, yoke. 5. Yep. Yeah. So I got an early prototype of that thing before they were even out. And I did a series of videos first comparing cable length. Uh, and be, the looper allowed me to instantly switch between them. So you could hear the differences very clearly. Right. So the first video is uh, comparing cable length. Then the next one, I compared cable brand versus length. Hmm. So I compared different brands of cable at four different lengths. Cool. And so you can hear how much the effect of good cables changes as you go from right. short to long.
0: Let's link that up in the video.
1: Yes, texasbluesalley.com right. slash cables, I think, is, is the shortcut. I'll, I'll get that set up. That'll take you to the list of all the videos. And then for the last two videos, I focused on buffers, and I showed what effect a buffer pedal has in your signal chain with different lengths of cable before and after it. Mm-hmm. And then in the final video, I did the built-in buffer versus the buffer pedal and comparing and contrasting when those those might right. work. Um, but for most people who use a, a relatively short cable to their board, mm-hmm. between 10 and 15 feet, a buffer pedal is probably the best solution mm. for them
0: because then they can be as far away from their amps as they want. Did you try something like a boss pedal versus like a dedicated buffer?
1: No, I got a, uh, the um, pure, pure Tone, I think is a company. they or it, I forget what the name of the company is, but the, the buffer was called the Pure Tone Buffer or something like that. Okay. And you'll see it in the videos. And it was a, you know, it was a good buffer pedal they I made. Mean, he wanted me to s- check it out. And so I said, well, actually, I'm doing a series of videos. I'll just use it. So it's very right. much like what the decibel plus minus the boost part of it is, just, right. just the buffer. Just the buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not compare a non-bypass pedal buffer, mm-hmm. meaning a pedal that's designed to do something other than buffer. And just it happens, happens to, have- to have a buffer. Right. So I used a dedicated buffer, uh, so mm-hmm. there may be differences in quality of, of buffers yeah, in some
0: of Yeah, I forget what episode, but there's a few episodes there. We, we discussed the, the nerdiness of NPN versus j yeah. base buffers yeah. and op amp buffers. And nerdy, nerdy, what? nerdy. Wake yeah. up! <laughs> but a pedal like the Decibel, <laughs> that's
1: designed to be as transparent as possible. Yeah, yeah, correct? yeah. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. It's not going to color anything. Yeah. So, So that's the short and long of what buffers mean for most people. Cool. So, do you find that it changes like the like a buffer? Do, do you feel that it changes the feel of anything? The sound. Oh of yeah, totally. So,
1: um, everything is subjective. So, with the Redeemer that I talked about, because that buffer is right next to your pickups, most if you're used to playing through a 15 foot cable, even at 15 feet, you will notice a huge difference. Mm-hmm. If you're used to playing through a 15 to 20, 25 foot cable, and you stick a Redeemer even just a belt pack there and run through that. If you have optimized your amps to sound good through all that cable, Mm -hmm. it will sound ungodly bright. Like, I mean, way, way brighter than what you consider usable. And so what you got to realize is that you're restoring back into your signal all of those frequencies that were being attenuated by the cable, Mm -hmm. and it means you've got to change how you EQ your amp and everything like that. That's not going to sound good for every pickup Amp combination, like like through a through a Vox amp or even through like a Marshall, you might need to compensate for the signal that's now passing through that wasn't before by lowering the presence or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, what I do through Fender amps and with the Zex coil pickups, it's for me it's like the perfect combination. But just be warned, you stick go sticking a buffer in your signal path right by the pickups. Mm -hmm. Be prepared to have to compensate for that extra onslaught of uh, high-end later.
0: And do you uh, do you use a fuzz like on any of your, your personal board? You know,
1: that's the one thing that I've heard is that if you buffer your pickups, it's not going to interact with a fuzz the same way as it did you before. So. Yeah. I am not nearly enough of an expert on fuzzes that I noticed a difference. Mm-hmm. So it didn't change anything that I do, but that doesn't mean that that won't be the case for somebody else. Gotcha. What I like about the Redeemer buffer is that it has uh, if you get the belt pack,
0: mm-hmm. it has
1: a little button, you can disable it. so you can just turn off buffering similar to what you can do here right. with uh, with a decimal plus. Uh, and then if you get the one that's built in, what I had my tech do is just wire one of the volume knobs as an on-off switch for mm-hmm. the buffer. That way I could disable it in case I ever get
0: better at using foot well, pedals. There's a mod that we actually do to these for people that you can wear it on your on your belt pack. Oh, really? Yeah. It's okay, ba- similar thing. Basically what we do is we just take a cable, patch cable mm-hmm. and then we take t- tape, electrical tape, and wrap <laughs> it around the strap. <laughs> I was really hoping this wasn't a real thing. 50. So email <laughs> Max at WamplerPedals.com. Someone's going to be emailing you. Can I, can I get the belt? Get Se- the dec- dec- $75 belt for that modification. Uh, yeah. Tape comes free. <laughs> <It> comes free. <laughs> so ship
1: the uh, pedal with a roll of tape.
0: No, seriously, we don't do that.
1: Yeah, TexasBluesAlley.com slash cables. And if you have the attention span to sit through them, you will... Leave that video series being able to hear the difference between those cables. Your brain will be Hopefully. smoked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So very cool. So uh, we'd like to ha- thank you so much for for being on the past month, what three weeks now, month something like that of podcasts. None. I like five, to po- five five podcasts. I apologize okay, so.
1: to my wife for being gone for a month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so thanks. Just how so long much. I've been here? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, for Anthony and. Uh, uh, the other guy, Max, forget his name. He, 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 yeah, he's not, he, don't <laughs> worry about him, he's not important. Uh, I'm Brian from Wampel Petals, and uh, if you have any comments, please put them in the section below. if You watch this on YouTube, watch this on the Facebook, comment there as well. And uh, keep on chasing that town. <laughs> email podcast at wampelpetals.com with any comments or questions. <laughs> Thanks so much.